Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. (laughs) I am grateful. Yes, I am. I'm so grateful. I've just come back to New Jersey. Going to be here for a couple weeks visiting my family. And I've come back from North Carolina where I was doing the Forgive and Be Free retreat and the spiritual counseling training intensive. And of course, some of the people who attend those also listen to this radio show. And it's so wonderful when we get to be together in person. So healing. Oh, 10 days for me, 10 days of extraordinary healing that people were having because of their willingness, because of their willingness to change their mind, because of their willingness to let the past go, because of their willingness to think about things differently. And that's really, truly what this radio show is all about. It's about cultivating that willingness to do things differently. Because it's one thing to listen and listen and listen, and it's a whole other thing to make different choices. So that's my intention. My goal is that by listening to this radio show, you would be inspired to make different choices and do things differently. So that's why I keep it so practical, because those are the things that have profoundly transformed and healed my life, and I'm so grateful to share them with you. We are blessed, and we bless each other. So let's say a prayer. I invite you to join me. I place my hand in my heart. I take this breath, and I am grateful and thankful to open my heart and my mind to the very highest possibilities of love and light. So grateful so thankful for the joy, the peace, the harmony, the wisdom, the clarity, the freedom. So grateful that we are saying yes to our healing, yes to the light, yes to expansion, yes to being truly helpful. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to an unprecedented flow of divine good, wisdom. Yes. We share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mm. So, so grateful. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. So. ah, Our topic today is. When forgiveness is dysfunctional, when forgiveness is dysfunctional, because it does happen. Oh my gosh, done it myself, done it myself. All right, so let's look at this. This is really good for us. One of the things I noticed about myself as a spiritual student is that I used to really be very angry all the time. And that anger would erupt everywhere. I would vent it on anyone. Because I was like a steaming pot of jam that had a lid on it. And I needed to let some of that steam out so I didn't explode in a nervous breakdown. So I was constantly lifting the lid through, I'll get angry at you, I'll get angry at you, I'll get angry at you. I just naturally felt that I had the right to take out my frustrations on other people. I didn't know how not to, to be honest with you. I knew it wasn't kind. I knew it was hurtful. And of course, 
I felt deeply ashamed and I felt humiliated by my own lack of control and I had such a low opinion of myself. It was very hidden under a lot of confidence and intelligence and things like that. But anybody who's angry a lot is a bully to others, attacking others, saying unkind things about other people, feels deeply insecure and is projecting it onto others. So it's whenever you see a leader who is attacking others and unkind, it's a sure sign of their deep insecurities. And so let's pray for them. Let's have compassion for them so they can be a helpful leader. Um, see, it took me a long, long time to discover that I had this deep well of self-hatred. Very long time. And it also took me a long time then to realize that I had a deep belief, a fundamental core belief, that there was something not something, that I was fundamentally bad. Something was wrong to my core. And so once I started to see that, I could actually work on it, which I did. And and I've shared, as I was doing in the spiritual counseling intensive this week, I've shared that my counseling clients were the best gift to me. For my healing. Because I made a commitment to see all my clients as perfect, whole, complete, beautiful. And I really determined to see them in truth. And I did. And seeing them in truth... I could start to see myself with truth. So a client would come to me that felt uh, demoralized, uh, broken, confused, hurt, wounded in some ways. And I could see, oh, the perfection is still there. The wholeness is still there. Plain as day. Sometimes I would start to weep. The beauty was so perfect and clear, but they couldn't see it. My being able to see it, being the two or more gathered, the Christ was right there. They could begin to see it. And then I could see it in myself. myself. So we helped each other in that way. My, I'm so glad Spirit led me to become a spiritual counselor. And it's, it's been just the greatest gift to me. So, in my own healing, and I do firmly know that the ministers that I know who haven't done a lot of spiritual counseling, they don't have the same level of understanding, they don't have the same level of faith as those who've done a lot of spiritual counseling. That's my experience. Of course, some people could go to spiritual counseling without the same goal and intention that I had and have a very different experience. I get that. So when forgiveness is dysfunctional, it's because we are believing that it's because we are believing that We're forgiving in order to get something. So it's codependency. It's not true forgiveness. My sense is that what happens sometimes is people think, okay, if I just forgive them, then they'll do what I want. If I just forgive them, then they'll leave me alone. If I just forgive them, then they'll come back home. There's some giving to get there. There's a bargain being made. There's It's let's make a deal time. 
That's not true forgiveness. True forgiveness doesn't need anything from the other person. So if we are forgiving in order to get something that is dysfunctional. And what I used to do is I used to think, okay, I've just got to forget that this happened. I've just got to let it not bother me anymore. I've just got to overlook how I feel about it. Otherwise, I don't think I can be in relationship with this person. That's not true forgiveness. It sounds like forgiveness. It seems like forgiveness. But it's not. And that is when forgiveness is dysfunctional. So here's the thing. True forgiveness isn't ever dysfunctional. But fake forgiveness is. And fake forgiveness is rampant in our world. And it's rampant in Course in Miracles students. I've heard Course in Miracles teachers say things like, so this morning I uh, uh, went to the store to get my favorite cup of coffee, but the machine was broken, so I had to forgive that. And then I went to get this other thing at the other store, and they were out of it. So I just had to forgive that. And then I was driving on the freeway, and somebody cut me off, and I just had to forgive that. And sometimes when people tell you these stories, there's not the sense that there was any forgiveness. Because... What do you mean you had to forgive it? Just don't judge it. Just accept, oh, you don't have my favorite coffee. Well, I had an attachment to getting my favorite coffee. So you, my friend, are helping me to give up my attachment. Let me recognize that. Instead of judging you, bad, wrong, don't have what I want. Oh, I forgive you. No, not forgiveness. Instead, let me just go, oh, okay, don't have my favorite coffee. Ah, I feel a disappointment. All right, well, there's some good here for me. I'm going to receive that instead, and that'll be wonderful. So I'm going to release my attachment to thinking I need and want and have to have my favorite coffee. I don't. Something else is occurring. Maybe I'm going to try a different coffee. Maybe I'm going to try a different coffee and discover a new coffee that I love even more. Or go to a new place and make a new friend. Or maybe I'll go to a new place and that person, uh, their store is, is desperate for money that day and I'm going to go in. I'm going to try a new coffee. I love this new coffee. Or I don't love this new coffee, but my friend would love this coffee. Let me get a pound of this coffee while I'm here. Right, And then there's somebody walks by and goes, oh, look, there's somebody in that store. I'm going to go in that store too. You never know. You never know until you can see through all directions of time and space what's going on. So why do you have to forgive it? Don't judge it. There's no forgiveness. Instead of judging it, see the opportunity to release the attachment that you have. That's... That's the bonus gift that's there. Yeah, you can judge it, forgive it by releasing your judgment, and then receive the bonus gift of releasing the attachment. But you can go right to it as well. You can be so open-minded walking through your day that when things don't go your way, you can go, oh, something to learn. Something new is occurring. Cool. Love it. Bring it. God's got my back, so why would I be afraid that they don't have what I want when I want it? God's got my back. If I am afraid, let me recognize I'm triggered, I'm afraid, and let me call God back into my life. Let me strengthen my trust and faith by recognizing my lack of faith, and changing my mind. Every moment has these wonderful, wonderful opportunities for us without fail. 
It's the coolest thing in the whole world. I mean, seriously, it makes every day a treasure trove of healing opportunities. Oh, it's so exciting to me. <laughs> I know I'm just a total God nerd, but it is exciting. God is endlessly exciting to me, and I'm so grateful. I really am. It's so good, so precious, so powerful. Ah, <sighs> thank you, God. So, now here's another thing. Maybe that person who pulled out in front of me in traffic needed a blessing. So I can do a drive-by blessing. I don't have to resent them, attack them, shake my fist at them, curse them. Dude, bless you. Yes, go in front of me. Bless you, bless your day. May you arrive there safely. May you have a realization of truth on the way. May both our lives be improved because of this encounter. This may be my only chance to consciously bless you for the rest of my life. I take it now. Thank you, God. <laughs> Turn the other cheek. Offer a new perspective. So many opportunities every day. So forgiveness is dysfunctional when we're holding on to resentment. We're holding on to the opinion. We're holding on to the judgment. But we're saying we're forgiving. That's when it's dysfunctional. It's so common. This is one of the things that I was sharing about in my Forgive and Be Free retreat is that, uh, and, and my forgiveness workshop, which by the way, I'm just going to mention. So last weekend I did my Forgive and Be Free workshop for the very first time. I did it live online on video. And it's a three-part series because normally when I do it live, I like to do it four hours and um, it's very full. It's, too, it's not quite the same to do it online. So I'm, I'm adding extra and I'm also just experimenting. I like to be creative and experiment and God gives me these ideas all the time. So this is the idea to do a three-part workshop so people can really go deep with the forgiveness and really make a difference in their family. So right now, today we are five, six weeks away from Thanksgiving holiday. So it's a time to really dig in and start clearing the landing for holidays family holidays. It was so clear for the people in the workshop that they really wanted to do this deep forgiveness work and clear things out so they could have a deep, a rather a much more healing, loving experience with their family. And so they, they could be what I like to call the fulcrum point of healing in their family, that access point to take things up to a higher vibration was so exciting for me when I realized, oh, instead of saying to myself about these situations with my family, um, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to withhold the love and I'm going to increase the judgment and I am going to put you on the outside of my loving heart until you apologize, until you make amends, until you say you're sorry. I'm not giving an inch. You got to meet, you got to go first. But then as I started to really open my heart in love, I realized oh, I could go first. I could go first. Oh, thank you, God, for helping me to see I can go first. What a gift to someone who's so shut down that they're saying when hell freezes over, I can go first. That's love. That's love. Love holds no grievances, nor do I. So when I saw that, I began to really go for it. 
But it took me a while to realize the difference between functional forgiveness and dysfunctional forgiveness. So functional forgiveness is when there's a healing, when everyone's vibration is raised, when it's so clear in the one mind that the past is no longer a value. That's functional forgiveness. When there's miraculous healing and transformation, the forgiveness is real. It is functioning properly. Dysfunctional forgiveness is when the codependency continues. Sure, I'll forgive that. Is not real forgiveness. Real forgiveness is... Yeah, stuff happens. I totally get it. I've made that error myself. I'm not going to judge you. I don't want to judge myself. I don't want to judge anyone anymore. I'd really like to let all of that go. And the deep desire of my heart truly is to be loving. Whether you're loving or not, the deep desire of my heart is to share love, express love, know love, and stop withholding it. And that's where I'm going to place my attention and focus. So I don't need to judge you. you. My judging you does not help me. And I am interested in helping myself and living a life of love. That's really functional. So, and we can do this. And we can become so good at it that you know what? And this is what I've seen is all the grievances in my family got healed. And, you know, there's still stuff coming up for healing. I will say that. But the past, it, it's, it, it just fell away. So some members of my family still are bringing up new grievances. Oh, that bothers me. I don't like that. I wish that were different. But I can be there with my family and not judge them for their judgments. And I could say, yeah, I get how you feel. Totally do. I have a different perspective. If you want, I can share my perspective. Sure, I'll hear your perspective. Well, I just see it this way. From their perspective, this is their goal. This is what they're doing. This is why they did that. I don't think they saw that it would impact you. So maybe if they had, they probably would have done something different. So I don't want to judge anybody for what they can't see, what they don't see. Just like I don't want people to judge me for that either. Let's all be free of the judgments and the complaints. Forever and ever. It's a healing and a holy opportunity that life gives us again and again and again. And no matter how many times we have failed, we can begin again. There's a beautiful song that I I just treasure it. Um, Jennifer Ruth Russell, who's a friend of mine, she was a guest on this radio show a few years ago. She wrote a Ho'oponopono song, which I love. And you can get it at, for free at Ruth, JenniferRuthRussell.com. R-U-S-S-E-L-L. Uh, and, but she also wrote a song called Come Whoever You Are, based on a poem by Rumi. She used a lyric of a poem by Rumi. And in there... It says, even if you've broken your vow a thousand times, come, begin again. I, and when I first heard that song, I just wept because I thought, oh, Rumi, you know me so well. <laughs> I've broken my vow a thousand million times. And you're still, God is still inviting me to come back, to come home. So beautiful. I'm going to mention that, as we're going to break here, I'm going to mention that that for Forgive and Be Free workshop that I just did, we're going to offer it again. It was so darn good. People had such amazing and healing re re res 
Revelations, and they're continuing because it's a three-part class, and I have part three tomorrow. So I'm going to do it again and again and give you the opportunity to participate in it. Yes. So if you would like to know about it and you're not on my mailing list, write to me at admin at jenniferhadley.com. Admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com. Also, on the homepage of my website, you can find my free forgiveness workshop, which is called How to Get Over It. (laughs) Yes, good stuff is happening for all of us. Now's the time. Let's end this year with so much love in our heart. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, And don't you know, I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Here we go. Welcome back. Before we went on the break, I was saying how powerful the forgiveness workshop is. It's free that I'm doing. And people do love the how to get over it that's already there. But this live workshop is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And uh, to do some work live with me and uh, to do some deep inner work. And we do work in a group. So it's a very interactive experience. And we're figuring out how I can do it again. So stay tuned. And one way to stay tuned is to sign up for my free inspirational text messages. So those uh, you can sign up for at my site, jenniferhadley.com, at livingacourseofmiracles.com, or acimtexts.com. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll also promote it on the free app, the ACIM app. So that's another place where you can look for things, and you can get that ACIM app. You can always look at the events page at jenniferhadley.com and see what's coming up. I always have a bunch of free things there, always, and uh, what's coming up. And I also have there the, um, uh, rather, I have a lot of stuff at the livingacourseofmiracles.com site. So, so many great, great resources for you there. And please enjoy all of them including the global calendar. We're really putting a lot of energy into the calendar. We've got some wonderful people who are volunteering to support and help uh, and do that work so that we can have a really, truly comprehensive global calendar of all A Course of Miracles events and study groups. So all the speaking events, all the teaching events, all the classes, all the workshops, All the study groups, everything Course of Miracles that's happening, one resource for everybody all over the world. And um, one of the reasons we're doing that is because, you know, years ago I thought uh, my friend David Hoffmeister, who's traveled around the world so many times for the last 30-some years, and just think if David or... Gary Renard or John Mundy, any of these people who've become such good friends of mine that Lisa Natoli, if they're like Maria Felipe's in London right now, I just got a message from her yesterday. And if somebody's gone there and nobody knows who Maria is, nobody knows who David is, nobody knows who Gary is, they've just learned about A Course in Miracles, they don't know anything yet. But if they could find this global calendar, they could start looking, what are the things in my neighborhood? What are the things happening in my country? Maybe, because a lot of people are like me. 
uh, you know, back in the day, I would have easily gotten three hours, gone and driven three, six hours to go hear somebody that I really wished to hear. It was totally worth it to me to be in that vibration and, and to catch an aha, an insight, to meet some new like-minded souls. Now I do the same thing, only I'm the one that's sharing uh, and frequently with others. That's the, I love when we can gather together. It's so fabulous. Yeah. So, and there's a lot more that we have on our agenda to do at the Power of Love Ministry through livingacourseofmiracles.com and jenniferhadley.com. And so if you have an interest in volunteering and you have a skill that you'd like to help participate, you can write to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com. Tell us what your skill is and would love to give you a project to work on uh, and help us build out these things. Also, uh, I'd like to make a prayer app and uh, an app of my daily prayers. And the cost on that, I just got the cost on that. It's $15,000. Now, a lot of people charge money for their apps, but I, I feel like we can fund it. We can fund it. And so... We're coming to the end of the year. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution to support all these things that we're doing, helping people to really go deep with A Course in Miracles, really do the forgiveness work, really change the culture in their family, in their workplace, let's do it. Uh, It's so exciting. Just the other day, I was listening to someone in Masterful Living share that... They didn't like the culture in their workplace and they decided to make a shift because of the work that they were doing, the inner work that they were doing and the results they were seeing through Masterful Living Course. And so they just started to say to hello to people, good morning, as people came to work and walked by her desk. She just would say, good morning which she'd been there for a while. She never did that. And then people started saying good morning back to her. And then even her boss began to shift and change and started to be more friendly. He moved his desk so he could see people going by his door and greet them. And all kinds of changes started rippling out throughout the office. And it just started with her wishing to express her very loving heart rather than feel like she had to submit to the culture in the office. She said, no, I'm just going to start saying good morning. And the culture in the office is really changing. The energetics See, people say, I just hate this job. I've got to get out of here. What if you're planted in the perfect place? So when forgiveness is dysfunctional, when it's to get something, we're not going to see these opportunities. We're not going to see them. And what I know about this person who is by their very presence, their willingness to be truly helpful, to represent the one who sent them, is changing the culture And the feeling of people around her at work where she spends so much time, she's doing that because she's done her own inner self-forgiveness work. It hasn't been easy. It's never easy. No one ever finds it easy to do the initial bit of self-forgiveness work and forgiving others. I don't know anyone who's like, oh yeah, piece of cake. I have no resistance. I have no reluctance. No, I have never met that person, ever. But that's okay. We can join together. See, that's the whole thing is, for me, is I I tell you how incredibly resistant and reluctant I was. Now, those years and years and years that I felt like the locusts were eating the topsoil years of my life, now I see, oh, no. I was learning. 
I was learning about resistance. I was learning about reluctance. I was learning about the causes of pain and suffering. I was learning how miserable I could make myself. I was learning how low I could go. So I would be able to share with others who feel irredeemable, unlovable, just like me, feel bad to the bone, evil to the core. I mean, these are things that I felt. I believed. I was convinced. Totally convinced. I just sent an email out this morning. Just just not long before this that I wrote about it. And how people are changing. They're doing it. They're getting it. And it's such a relief. Such a relief. I think one of the most helpful things that we can do as Course of Miracles students is to join with others, to get out of the sense of separation that being alone is. For me, usually when I do the forgiveness workshops and retreats, someone will come up to me on the first break and say, Jennifer. The others felt this way. I thought it was just me. I mean, really, I was totally, utterly convinced it was just me. But listening to these other people, I realized we're all the same. We're all the same. So beautiful. Yeah. And we don't judge others as harshly as we judge ourselves. And so as we learn to have love and compassion for others and to pray for those who despitefully use us, we are lifted and shifted. We are healed. We are transformed. I have these dreams sometimes about now how easy it is to let things go. I have a lot of dreams about teaching now. Don't have nightmares anymore. I used to have a lot of nightmares. Wake up gasping, trying to wake myself up because I was in a terrible nightmare and I knew it. I'm trying to wake myself up, gasping. Don't have that anymore. I'm so grateful. And I talk about it not because I'm special. Anybody who knows me knows I am not special. (laughs) Just ask every member of my family. I am not special. But, (laughs) right, a prophet in their own land. But it's not even that. I'm so clear I'm not special. I don't want to be special. That's not interesting to me. Not at all. I share because I love God and I can't stop talking about it. It's so exciting to me. It's so exciting to me. It's so empowering. I love now to work with people who feel completely lost, dejected, or just people who yearn to have a clear connection with God, can't seem to find it, because I felt so long it was not available to me. Like, you can try and you can try, girl, but you ain't never going to get there. You're never going to get there, because you are bad to the bone. You are fundamentally evil. You can't get there. You can All you can do is press your face up against the window and look inside. But you'll never know what it's like to be inside. Be inside the bakery, have the good smells and the good tastes, and you can actually eat the good stuff. No, that will not be for you. Don't know why, but somehow, somewhere... You forfeited that option. That's how I felt. Self-forgiveness got me out of that. Self-forgiveness. And extending love. Yes, forgiving others, but forgiving others is a piece of cake. It's always the self-forgiveness that is the challenge. How I came to learn that forgiveness could be dysfunctional was I saw in myself a tendency to be dysfunctionally compassionate. 
and I've taught classes about this and I speak about it from time to time because it was so revolutionary to me to realize what I was doing. That out of trying to be kind, trying to be loving, trying to be forgiving, I was actually very dysfunctional in my understanding of compassion. So I call it dysfunctional compassion. However, compassion can never be dysfunctional. But if you don't understand compassion, if you don't understand forgiveness, you can be dysfunctional in your thinking and think you're being compassionate, think you're forgiving, but you're actually not. Instead, what you're actually doing is you're being codependent and you are increasing the drama and the trauma, the pain and the suffering, and you're dragging others along with you. That's what I used to do. That's how I know about it. See, and because I used to do it and I've forgiven myself, I don't have judgment of others because I don't have judgments of myself. When you have judgments of others for their dysfunction, you're just projecting it out onto others. And it's actually helpful to know that, to realize that, to see that, because it gets your attention so you can stop doing it because it's completely unnecessary. So let me give an example of what I'm talking about here with dysfunctional compassion. In the first part of this episode, I gave you some ideas about dysfunctional forgiveness. This is dysfunctional compassion. When someone keeps disrespecting you, like let's say you're in a relationship with someone, you feel really attached to them. Not a holy relationship. It's a special relationship. It's ego-based. It's fear-based. And you don't want them to leave you. You want them to like you. You want them to really get that you love them. You accept them. So they're doing things that are disrespectful to you. Maybe to themselves. And you have compassion for it and you forgive it and nothing changes. It just keeps repeating and you start to feel more and more bothered by it or maybe you get inured to it. But deep down, you have a meaning that you're making of it, an interpretation of it. It's not happy. It's not positive. It's unloving. It's judgmental. And it's pain-inducing. And you stuff it all down because it doesn't seem very spiritual to say anything, to do anything. Or if you do, they're going to leave you. All of that is dysfunctional compassion, dysfunctional forgiveness. So let's break it down and look at it here a little bit. And as we're doing that, let me just say, I'm really, really clear that the people I was dysfunctional, dysfunctionally compassionate with in my life, they showed me my lack of self-love. Because the only reason that I accepted their dysfunctional behavior and was codependent with them was because I did not feel worthy of being treated with more love, more kindness, more patience, more wholeness, more healing. That's the only reason why. But once I began to feel truly worthy, then all of that stopped. so grateful don't have to do that kind of thing anymore it was very painful it was very painful when you think you're being compassionate and forgiving and it's really painful you might just be dysfunctionally compassionate or forgiveness uh, dysfunctionally forgiving 
not true forgiveness, not true compassion, codependency. I was going to say, as I started to say, you might just be, I, I heard uh, that comedian go, you might just be a redneck. <laughs> not a redneck, but uh, a codependent. <laughs> and it's coming up for healing. So let's not judge that. Let's be grateful. Let's be thankful. But I see it a lot with parents who, this is a very common thing. I've worked with a lot of parents, particularly moms, who have daughters or children that treat them unkindly and disrespectfully. I get the whole thing about parents and teenagers. I have not raised any teenagers. I've been around a lot of teenagers and uh, nieces and nephews who were teenagers. And I was a teenager myself and I was extremely disrespectful to my mom, to my dad. I had so much resentment towards my mom. And the biggest cause of my resentment towards my mom was that she let me speak to her disrespectfully. She let me. She got mad at me. That's not acceptable. Uh, but they didn't make me stop. Because the only way they knew how to make me stop was to say, you're grounded for a month. Something like that. They didn't have the tools that I now teach in Masterful Living, that I now teach in Finding Freedom. Why I feel so compelled to teach them of how do you have these conversations? How do you do the work at the level of the mind, the level of the spirit, so you're not just repeating it over and over and over again, feeling stupid, feeling frustrated, feeling hopeless? have to get in there and interrupt the patterns at the level of the mind. And you have to create a new environment at the level of the mind. And this is what we do in these classes. And so we work together and we help each other and it's powerful and it is life changing. To me, the very best benefit of doing my Finding Freedom from Fear spiritual boot camp class or my year-long Masterful Living course is that you will shift your relationships if you wish to. Some people just listen and don't do the work. But those who do the work, they have the results. And they're real results because they're real people experiencing real miracles at the level of the mind. And this is the promise of A Course in Miracles. A lot of people read the workbook, right? They read those lessons and they say they're doing the lessons, but they're not. They're not. They're just reading them. That's why I made my Course in Miracles app, so you can set reminders in it. And that's why it's free. So you can set reminders in it. You've got it with you. It's in your phone. You can refer to it. You can highlight things, bookmark things. I love being able to search for keywords. I love that about the functionality. I, I created the functionality because of, I said, these are the things that I would like to do. So to experience something other than that dysfunctional compassion, that dysfunctional forgiveness that you know, it's not working. It's because the true forgiveness is not there. And true forgiveness is releasing your attachment to the meaning you made of it. Your interpretation, saying, I do not need these judgments and opinions anymore. They are not helpful. They are not useful to me. I can let them go. Holy Spirit, take them out of my mind. So I never experience them again and undo all the consequences of my wrong decisions in all directions of time and space. Dysfunctional compassion is when we say, well, they're doing the best they can. And I don't want to be a troublemaker. But if you have a small child, let's say, that's eating a huge bag of candy, and you can see that the effects of the candy eating are not good for them. 
If you love that child, wouldn't you take that candy away? Say, honey, let me take this from you. You've had enough, you can have some more later. The child's going to scream, become hysterical. Do you give it back to him? Or do you say, I love you enough to say, no, you don't get to treat me that way. No, 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 no. And that's one of the hardest things for people. No, you don't get to treat me that way. And here's why. Number one, you will feel bad about yourself if I let you treat me poorly. And I don't want you to feel bad about yourself. I'd like you to feel that you are wonderful, that you are so loving and so kind. But we can't ask people or expect people to do things that we can't do. And that's very often the case. And there's the dysfunction. However, there's a healing. And it's ours to receive. Ask and it is given. So let's get the Holy Spirit into the relationship. And let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. Yes. I say yes to that. And I say Thank you to all the people who donate to support this radio show because it takes a lot of work and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you very much. You can always make a donation at livingatcourseofmiracles.com, jenniferhadley.com. And I'm going to start fundraising for some projects. We've got Global Course of Miracles projects. I hope you'll join us in that. Finding Freedom from Fear Boot Camp is starting at the end of October. Come join us. Yes. And let's place our hand on our heart. Be so grateful and so thankful that we can become functionally forgiving, functionally compassionate, and that our life is a life of love. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. I love you. Mwah.